Alrighty, what is going on guys? Welcome back to the Eric Roberts Fitness Podcast. Today we are going to talk about how to make fat loss easier. What are five immediately actionable things you can do to make fat loss easier? But first, very quickly, I just want to say that this past week I literally spent, it was funny because I put my phone on, on Do Not Disturb and I had like so many fucking notifications after I checked it. But um, I, I for 10 hours straight, literally, I, I made up 52 free workouts that you guys can take with you, especially during this this home COVID period. And even when you get back into the gym, because there's some for weight, some for body weight, some for if you have soup cans, some if you have laundry detergent, whatever it is. But there are 52 free workouts you can do. And they're literally just free. You just download them and you're good to go. And it has all the instructions. It has all the equipment. It has all the sets, the reps, the times, everything. You can just download that and, and take it with you. So the link to that will be in the show notes. I'll put it in the first line of the show notes to this to this particular episode. All right. So you can just go there, download it, be good to go. And I, I hope it helps you. There are, there's also some nutrition information at the end. So that, that can also help you as well as far as you know fat loss and that kind of thing. So Beyond that, diving into what we're actually going to talk about, like I just said, is is fat loss, right? So what I want to talk about is how to how to optimize fat loss, how to make fat loss easier for you, because it's hard, right? Like it, you, you get hungry, you get tired, you get bored, like fat loss, it's it, when I say it's simple, that doesn't mean it's easy. And the reason I say it's simple, because at the end of the day, you've heard me say this, you need to be in a calorie deficit. There's no way around that fact that you need to create a calorie deficit to lose fat. That's the only way. But with that being said, like that, that's a very broad, generalized thing, right? Like that's like, okay, I, I know that, but how do I get there? What, what can I actually do to, to get to that calorie deficit, right? So it, it's basically that this podcast is going to be ensuring that you can not only get there, there being a calorie deficit, like get to that de- destination, but how can you sustainably get there? Because you can get there by doing a, a million things. You can get there by doing keto. You can get there by cutting out all your sugar. You can get there by cutting out all your carbs. Like that's not normally that's not the hard part. And normally also that's how you yo-yo diet because you get there through unsustainable actions because you, you create this caloric deficit by cutting out carbs by doing four hours of cardio, by restricting your sugar, by only eating in certain periods of times. But for the vast majority of people, that is not sustainable just through just through your independent life, right? It's like what I've seen coaching thousands of people is keto is not very sustainable. People like carbs. People enjoy them. People like to enjoy drinks. Like it, that's not sustainable, right? So it's like how can you do that? How can you make this fat loss journey, this fat loss process what what certain pillars can you follow? Can you can you map your plan around to make sure you're you're doing this in a sustainable way and you're making it easier on yourself because it is hard. It, it does take time. It does take effort, and it can be confusing and frustrating at times. So there, there's certain things that you guys can do and take into account today to make sure you're making this this fat loss process a little bit easier and optimizing fat loss because yeah, create a calorie deficit, but you can eat 1500 calories in Snickers and lose weight. Like that's, that can actually happen. If you're in a calorie deficit, that will actually happen. But eating 1500 calories in Snickers is not going to keep you full. It's not going to give you really good energy. It's not going to stop cravings. It's not going to, it, it's not going to optimize your journey, right? And if you don't optimize your journey, if you don't make it a little bit easier on you, you're not going to stick with it. And if you don't stick with it, you're never going to see the, the long lasting end result, right? So I want to dive into it today. So let's get into it. The first thing is going to be protein in every single meal. And, and the reason why is this is absolutely essential for filling you up. But what I want you to think about is protein at every meal 
can make you feel like eating four ounces of a grilled chicken breast with just a smidge of olive oil cooked in provides the same feeling, the same effect as eating four chocolate glazed donuts with sprinkles on top. I know that if you eat four chocolate glazed donuts with sprinkles on top, you're going to be like, damn, I am full. That was satisfying. Your body's going to be satisfied from that. You might be a little bit sick after, but you're going to be full, right? You're going to be like, wow, I'm full. Like, what did I just eat? Think about eating four ounces of chicken breast at every single meal is the same feeling as eating four, four, four chocolate glazed donuts with sprinkles on top at every single meal, right? And it doesn't have to be chicken breast. It can be – protein can be – Greek yogurt, protein, protein can be eggs, protein can be turkey, protein can be steak, tuna, cheese sticks, whatever it is. But think about eating four ounces of chicken breast is literally just like eating four chocolate glazed donuts, right? It's going to fill you up. It's going to satisfy your body. And if your body is full, if your body is satisfied, if you're not hungry, if you don't have cravings, if you're, if you're feeling good, okay, well, you can stick to your calorie deficit better, because if you can stick to your calorie deficit better, you will see results better. Where and also to add on to add into this, four ounces of a grilled chicken breast is probably 120 calories. Four chocolate glazed donuts with sprinkles on top is probably 2,000 calories, right? So it's like you're also filling yourself up for not the same amount of calories as four chocolate glazed donuts would be, right? So you're using your calories more effectively. And that's going to be a theme of, of this How to Optimize Fat Loss podcast because you need to make uh, – although these calories are king, right? It's like calories are the most important thing when it comes to fat loss. You need to make sure you're, you're, you're making these calories work for you, not the other way around, right? So eating four ounces of a grilled chicken breast, eating one Greek yogurt, eating two eggs, two whole eggs and two egg whites, eating four ounces of steak, eating you know deli meat, whatever it is, eating that protein every single meal will give you that full feeling. And if you have that full feeling, you will be less hungry. You'll have less cravings. You'll stick to your diet better. And if you stick to your diet better, you will see better results. The next thing is going to be eating veggies two to four times a day. And, and what I want you to think about here is first and foremost, you're a grown adult, so you should be eating vegetables. Like we're not seven anymore. And, and I know you tell your kids to eat them, so you should eat them as well. If you have kids, I know you're like, eat your vegetables. You should do it as well. Beyond that fact, think about this. <clears throat> if you have, and, and literally what I want you to do, like either during this podcast or after, is go to your kitchen, get out four cups, okay? What I want you to imagine is four cups of salad going into your stomach. And call it, let's, call it 300 calories, Okay, so imagine that that four cups and literally put out four cups and you can put make a salad while you're doing it literally because it'll probably help you. But like put four cups in, put tomatoes, put the olives, put, you know, your whatever, put all that in there and imagine that's 300 calories. Now, imagine one Snickers bar going into your stomach. That's also 300 calories. But when you look at the actual content of the food inside your stomach. The salad, the four cups of salad is bulging against the side of your stomach. It's, it's filling up the entire square footage of that actual stomach cavity. While the little itty-bitty Snickers sits in the corner while the rest of your stomach is a barren wasteland. Calories are king, but you have to make these calories work for you. If, if you're having four cups of a salad and filling your stomach up, a, that's going to obviously fill your stomach up, so it's going to make you less hungry. But B, that takes a lot longer to digest. Like your your body has to go through a longer process of digesting that. If your body goes through a longer process of digesting that, that will keep you full for a longer period of time. 
If you're full for a longer period of time, you won't tend to overeat. You won't tend to mindless snack. You won't want to go over your calorie deficit because your body's full. You're satisfied. You don't need the extra stuff. Whereas if you, and and again, that was 300 calories. But if you put one little itty bitty Snickers bar into your stomach and leave your stomach a barren wasteland, yeah, it's the same calories, but your body's going to digest that Snickers up pretty quickly and you're going to be hungry again. So as opposed to you having a salad and being hungry four to five hours later, you have one Snickers bar and you're hungry an hour later and you eat more food. You eat your chips, you eat the bread, you eat whatever it is. So now in a span of call it five hours, you've either had A, a a salad that's 300 calories or you've had B, a Snickers that's 300 calories and you've had some chips that probably amount to 150 calories and then you had a smoothie somewhat with maybe 200 calories in it, like in a span of five hours, you've either now had 300 calories and not very hungry, or you've had 800 calories and you've been hungry the entire time. And that's what I mean, like optimize fat loss, like do things that make it easier for you. If you're hungry all the time, you're going to overeat. That's just what it is, right? But if you can do strategies that make you more full, that make you more satisfied, that make you not hate this process so much because if you're always hungry you're going to hate what you're doing and and that's that's not going to be sustainable and if you can't sustain it that's how you yeah maybe lose some weight but then gain it right back lose it gain it right back that's what we talked about yo-yo dieting right so make these these things work for you think about that think about that those four cups of salad going into your stomach cavity filling your stomach up bulging against the side of your stomach and then leaving that one little itty bitty snickers bar in there with the barren wasteland of the of the rest of your stomach And, and it's like what is going to help you the most? Yeah, they're the same calories, but calories are not equal, right? So that's that's one thing I also want you to keep in mind. And again, if you do that two to four times a day, let's say you have you have vegetables at breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Well, if you have breakfast at 8 a.m. and then you have lunch at 12 p.m. and then you have dinner at 6 p.m. with maybe like a 3 p.m. snack in between, that is going to have you eat less during the day. Okay, because you're not hungry. If if the vegetables are filling you up for those three, four, five hours, okay, well, you're going to be hungry. You're not going to be hungry. You're going to be satisfied. So it's easier to stick to your diet, right? It's easier to stick to building healthy, sustainable habits. Excuse me, clear my throat there. So, and this leads into my next point actually is having three meals and two snacks, right? And and this you don't you don't have to have three meals and two snacks. Like that is not the only way to set up your day. I understand that. But follow along with me here as I walk you through my thought process of this. Having three meals and two snacks can prevent mindless snacking and give yourself a routine to follow. Think about the, think about this scenario in your head. Think about one of those new automatic vacuum cleaners, you know, that that kind of just roam around the room and and you you don't you don't have to do anything with it. It just it just picks everything up for you versus one of those small portable handheld vacuum cleaners that you have to operate yourself. The automatic remote one, it, it, it picks stuff up all day. It picks up all the little scraps. It goes across the entire room. It, it's kind of aimlessly just searching for things. Whereas the handheld portable vacuum cleaner that you have to operate, when you see that giant hairball from your dog, you pick up your portable vacuum cleaner and you go scoop it up real quick. When you see that, that this ledge needs to be cleaned a little bit more or the corner of this carpet needs to be vacuumed real quick, well, you get your handheld portable vacuum cleaner and you, and you, get, it, you get it right up. This is what I want you to think about with, with, your, with your eating. And, and what I mean by this is be precise, not aimless. Don't just aimlessly go into your day eating whatever you want whenever you want. 
because that will lead you to be like that automatic vacuum cleaner, just picking up all the scraps here and there, just grazing, just going into the going into the kitchen, going into the cabinet, grazing. If you if you see your, your kids are having something, you're just going to graze with them. You're picking everything up. You have no you have no routine. You have no schedule. You ha- you're not precise with it. Whereas if you had one of those portable vacuum cleaners, you have to actually turn it on, hold it, turn it on, and get the spot up. You have to actually notice something, be mindful, notice something, scoop it up real quick. Guys, be like that small portable vacuum cleaner, right? Because the, the automatic one just goes aimlessly and picks everything up. And if that's what you're doing with your eating, you're not going to succeed. Because like we talked about earlier, all that stuff always adds up. And if you're aimlessly eating whenever you want and you're hungry, you have no routine, you can easily overeat. And that will lead you to not being in a calorie deficit. And that will lead you to not losing weight, right? So think about that one as well. The next is going to be sleeping seven to nine hours a night. And I want to throw something at you because most people just brush off sleep like it's nothing. Like, like yeah, whatever. Like, you know, I, I can operate fine. And I, I, want you to, I want you to know something here. There are multiple studies out there that have proven people who sleep less than five or six hours – and go drive a car is the same as blowing a, a 0.10% or higher on your on your alcohol scale. And, and what does that mean? That means you'd be legally impaired to drive and can literally obtain a DUI. Why do I say this? I say this because sleeping can make or break your decision making. If you're behind the wheel and you're super tired, your reaction time is going to be less. So you're going to now have a, 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 a bumper, um, what is it called? Fender bender. There you go. Fender bender. You're going to have a fender bender because you're tired. You're not as reactive. Your decision-making is a little bit slower. Bam. Fender bender, right? You're, you're going to not use your turn signal. So when you're using, when you're not using your turn signal, people don't know where you're going and you can cause an accident, right? So you can literally cause an accident behind the wheel because you haven't slept as much. And I'm going to relate this to fitness because it's the same thing. If, if you're tired all day, You'll make bad decisions just like you would if you were driving a car. You're, you're going to crash, right? And I mean crash, what I mean is like, aka, go off your diet, like consistently because you're, you're not sleeping. You're, you're not getting the sleep and you're making bad decisions. You you have no willpower to fight cravings. You, you have no willpower to say, okay, I, I know that I really want this right now, but what is actually going to make me happy in the long term? What is going to make me the most proud in the long term that I gave into this craving or I was able to you know, sustain it and, and not give in to the craving and make myself proud long term. But if you're always tired, you don't have that mental energy to go and then say, okay, I'm not going to do this. You're going to say, screw this. I've had a long day. I'm tired. I don't care. Let me have it, right? If, if you're too tired, you're, you're going to order out rather than cook in, right? And normally when you're tired and you order out, you make bad decisions. And what I mean by bad decisions are you don't care, you don't really track as much. You you kind of guesstimate. You don't really care as much as what you eat. Whereas if you were cooking dinner in your house, you have full control of what you're eating. You have full control of what you're cooking. You can weigh your food. You can measure your food. Even if you don't weigh or measure your food, you still know what you're eating. You still know you used olive oil. You still know you used X, Y, and Z ingredients in this. Whereas when you eat out, yeah, there's some stuff there, but you don't actually know. And then that just creates a more process of like, well, okay, if I don't know, I can't weigh it. Da, da, da. Okay, screw it. I'm just going to eat whatever I want. Right? So it's like get that sleep. You don't want to be arrested for having for having a DUI. Why would you want to – and you don't want to crash behind the wheel because you haven't slept. So why would you want to crash in your diet? Get that sleep. Make this process easier for you. Okay? And the last thing is going to be 
celebrating small wins. And, and and what I mean by this is like if you have a day where on Friday nights you normally go out, you normally drink, you normally eat out with your spouse, like that's cool. But you normally can't keep that in check. If you if you normally have 2500 calories when you go out to eat that night, but that night you only had 2000 calories, celebrate that. That's progress, right? If if you normally wake up and 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 your and your kids cook food or your spouse cooks food and it has these muffins and it has the bagels and X Y and Z and you normally can't say no, but you get up one morning and you say, okay, like, you know, I'm going to stick to the breakfast I had planned. I want to make sure I get my protein. I want to make sure I have my glass of water before I have my breakfast. Like, you stick to what you were doing. Well, that's progress. If if you, you know, if you normally couldn't get a grasp on why you were always so hungry or why you couldn't stick to something or and, and then four or five, six days goes by and you've stuck to your diet, you've stuck to your calories. Yeah, your foods might have been off or this and that, but... Normally, when, when, when you would have gone off your, your diet for that one or two days, but you've racked up four, five, six days in a row, that's huge progress. Because I can assure you, if you're racking up four to five to six days in a row of being consistent on your diet, when normally it was only one or two or three, I guarantee you in, in, in three or four more weeks, it's going to be eight, nine, ten days in a row you're doing. And then in two more weeks, three more weeks, it's going to be... 9, 10, 11, 12 weeks in a, days in a row. And you're going to build that consistency. It's not going to happen overnight. But as you notice you're trending in the right direction, nobody climbs Mount Everest in one try. First of all, they train like hell. But there's certain, there's certain markers you get to and you say, okay, let me regroup. Okay, let me regroup. Okay, let me regroup. It's not just, all right, well, we're going to climb Mount Everest today. I'm going to climb to that very top of that mountain, that 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 ice, that icy mountain and, and, the, and the snow is hitting in my face and I'm going to do this. No, it's okay. Well, I'm going to get to this point, regroup, get to this point, regroup. Guys, treat your, treat your fat loss journey the same way. It's not going to be one all out sprint to the top of that icy mountain, right? It's, it's going to be a slow methodical approach to that icy mountain. And then when you get to that top of that icy mountain, bam, you look over and there's a beautiful beach on the other side with birds chirping and the sun shining and you're super proud of yourself. And, but that's what I actually want you to think about because this slow methodical journey will actually get you to get to that beach the entire time. Because if you're celebrating small wins, you will be proud of yourself the entire time. You, you will enjoy the process more. It's not going to be daunting. It's not going to be bearing on you. You're not going to hate it. You're, you're not going to despise it. You're going to appreciate it. You're going to like it. You're, you're going to enjoy yourself getting better and becoming stronger and mentally stronger and, and losing weight and dropping pounds and all these things. So Try to take that approach when you're going on your, your journey, right? So, guys, this is how to optimize fat loss, how to make it easier, how to use all these things to your advantage to make your, your journey easier. Because, like I said, it's not an easy journey, and I understand that. But you, you have to be willing to make some certain changes, especially after hearing what, what you just heard, hopefully, to make some changes to then make your process a little bit easier. Okay, so guys, I hope this helped. Please feel free to reach out with any questions. Again, there's gonna be that link to the 52 free workouts right in the, the show notes below. So just feel free to click that, download that. Let me know if you like the workouts. Let me know if you have questions on the workouts. I would love to help you guys, all right? Thank you so much and we'll talk soon.